are with High Heat episode nine. We're freaking cruising through this thing. Boom. Name one of the greatest players to wear number nine. Number nine? Ooh. What sport are we talking about? Any sport? Baseball. Uh, I couldn't tell you. Um, no clue. 400. Mm, Johnny, Johnny Bench. I don't know. Ted. Mm, okay. Yeah, that's not me. That's, that, that's why that's why I've worn number nine before my career as well. Really? Nice. Yeah. A little fun fact there. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is June 6th. Uh, we got a lot going on today. We got Ooh. NBA playoffs. Uh, we got NFL minicamp starting back. We got golf going full-fledged. MLBs in the heat of everything. Um, we got college baseball, women's college world series, and we got NHL finals going on. So this is a good time of the year. If you're a sports fan, that's for sure. Definitely love this time of year. Um, name, name. Okay. I think I heard where there's two days out of the year that there's no professional sports. Um, name those days, not days, but like the general time frame. Well, there's not two sports going on at the same time. There's no no professional sports going on. There's two days out of the year that there's no professional sports. Oh man. Um, Beckham. Halloween and April Fools. Say again. <laughs> Halloween and April Fools. No, it is the day before and the day after the All Star Game. Baseball. I was thinking it had something to do with the All-Star Game, so I'd heard it, but I wasn't sure. So it's, mm-hmm. okay. well, you'd be talking like what, July? Let's see, July 11th is the All-Star Game, so it's going to be the 12th, 10th and 12th. 10th and 12th, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, two days are the only two times that there's no professional sports going on. Another fun fact. So, yeah, we're just full of them today, man. We're, we've got a good episode coming to you. All we're right, going- how many consecutive wins have the OU softball team had? Ooh. You know that one offhand? That was the last one the thing I wrote down. Oh. Um, 51? Oh. I'm even going to look at it. 51? Got it. Unless yes. they played the day in one, I don't know. Huh? Unless they played the day in one, I'm not sure. Is it today or is it tomorrow? Uh, maybe tomorrow. I'm not sure. I can't remember. My father-in-law actually texted that to our um, little group chat. He goes, oh, you, it's 51 straight games. Man, their uh, their game to break the record. I think it was Arizona held a forty eight game win streak, forty seven, forty eight game win streak uh, yeah. against Clemson in the Super Regionals. Um, they won their game against Clemson. They were down two runs with two strikes, two outs in the top of the seventh, and old catcher girl hit a bomb to tie it, and they went oh. to Rennie's. It was it was very poetic. <laughs> yeah, they okay. kind of remind me of a uh, athletic A's when they went on their run, mm-hmm. where what's his name hit that home run at the end to walk it off, and then they uh, went their win streak. yeah, one got their win streak through that. So game one of the championship series is tomorrow at seven o'clock. Mawson, OU, Florida State. We'll get to that a little later. We got that on the old schedule here. We're going to kick it off with NBA playoff finals going on right now with the Heat 8 seed versus Nuggets 1 seed. Series tied 1-1 right now. Mm. Hey, you know what? 
I, I can actually watch the series because got some real basketball, no flopping around out there. <laughs> yeah, it's good to see two teams going at it and letting them play. Um, Nuggets looked good game one, then Heat came back and stole one at home, at, at Denver. And, and Jimmy that, Buckets, man. Yeah, that's huge. Uh, the Somebody was – a bunch of people were complaining that it's not fair to go play in Denver because of the altitude. And, um, oh, Miami just put that to the test and said, hold my beer, I guess, watching uh-huh. it. And yeah. took one from the from there. Um, well, I can guess the team probably said that. Yeah. A West another Coast. little tidbit I saw was, I guess the Nuggets are 0-12 when Jokic, or however you say his name, has less than a number of assists. And yeah. And he only had four assists last game. And really? I saw where he set the record for triple doubles, beat, uh, I think it's Kareem's playoff record, but I saw where Shaq said, they said that to Shaq, like, Djokovic or Djokic uh, scored this many triple doubles. He goes, I don't pass, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have to worry about it because I didn't pass. So you can have that record. <laughs> so Shaq could not be stopped. Once he got the ball, you weren't stopping him. No. Just a big one. body going straight to the rim. That is a big dude. I would not want to go one-on-one with him. No. I also saw where they said if Jokic scores over 40, they're 0-3 in, in – uh, games or something like that. I don't know. I can't remember the stacks or whatever, but um, got some fun facts on playoffs. Uh, first time both series in NBA and NHL conference finals. All four of them series went to three games to zero in every one. So you had Heat and Celtics. Heat had a 3-0 lead. Denver Lakers. Denver had a 3-0 lead. Uh, Vegas Stars. Vegas had a 3-0 lead. And Panthers Canes, Panthers had a 3 0 lead. So that's the first time ever that those four games went to 3 0 in the conference finals. So that's a pretty cool little unique find. Um, Heat are, are the only team to make it to the conference final with a negative point differential in the regular season. They were minus 0.5 in the regular season. And now in the playoffs, they are plus 4.6. Wow. Talk about a turnaround. Hey, it's not how you start, it's how you finish. Exactly. They were even questionable to even make it in the playoffs. They had to play a play-in game to get to the playoffs. So you talk about getting hot at the right moment, mm-hmm. and that's any sport. Oh, yeah. Usually in NBA and NFL, though, like your your lower seeds are not meant to make it that far. Like your eight no. seeds aren't meant to make it that far. Tell um, you what kind of lit a fire into them, I guess, were the Celtics kind of talking their crap, saying they're going to walk all over them, and here, here comes the heat, you know, really. They David tried, they, he tried to blow it. <laughs> they yeah. up three to nothing and lost uh, three straight games. They go into game seven, didn't it? Mm-hmm. Lost three straight games, and mm-hmm. and um, he finally took it in game seven. But I like uh, Butler's confidence where what's-his-name held the trophy for their conference. And he's like, no, you, you take it. I'll hold the next one. And uh, so Jimmy, G, Jimmy Butler's on a, uh, on a mission. I hope they what, win. I'm what is it you texted me the other day? One of the teams bought like a ticket to the finals or something. Like oh that? yes. Uh, they said that the heat bought a ticket from Boston to Denver, that they weren't even going to go home. They bought a ticket straight to Denver 
after game seven in Boston. <laughs> and <laughs> I was like, as a Celtics player, if I heard that, dude, I would be sending them to Denver and Maine. Yeah. They would not be going to Denver happy. But yeah, that's the front office did that. So I'm like, man, the way was on that. You know, you could have just blown yeah. money just sending that group, which they probably didn't care. But so weren't the Bruins and the Celtics like the favorites? Yes. Uh, Bruins were definitely top seed and got upset in the first round, but Celtics made it a little further. But both but melted down when it mattered. Both got beat by eight seeds. So yeah, tough, tough break for Boston fans. If there's Boston fans listening to this, um, I hope you finally come out of crying in the closet or something. I don't know. <laughs> you definitely hurt waiting for uh, the Red Sox to pick it up, which they're not doing the hottest. I think they're mid in their division, aren't they? Uh, let's take a little look. See standings. Um, that they're in fifth in their division. <laughs> yeah, I would make it last, but I mean, thirty and thirty. Yeah, they're you probably know. higher ranked in other divisions, though. But in theirs, well, fifth. in the central, they'd be in second place. Mm-hmm. In the west, they'd be in fourth. You know, NL East, they'd be tied with the Mets right there in third place. Yeah. NL Central, they'd be in third place, and in the NL West, they'd be in third place. Still not so, too hot. No, but I will say, hands down, the hardest, probably the toughest division in baseball right now. You know, with the Tampa Bay can't lose Rays. Yeah. The Baltimore out of nowhere Orioles. You, you saw some. You saw hints of it last year. You know, they, the players started pulling up. You know, then you got the Yankees and uh, the Blue Jays, but. Yeah, but I mean, still, all in all, you know, they don't have a, an easy contestant like the A's or mm-hmm. the, who else is doing terrible. Um, Kansas City. Kansas City, yes, that was the other one. So you don't have a team like that in your league that's, you know. Neither one of those teams have 20 wins yet. How does an organization, how does that happen as an organization? You'd have to be, like, competitive at least. I mean, I just don't understand how you just go that bad, especially for the A's going that bad for that long. You figured they'd get some talent in there. I guess because they've traded everybody off, you know, they got, they had Olsen, they had this, I don't know if Chris Davis is still playing. Um, they, well, had, they had a good core. And then they got. your ownership doesn't do anything to get butts in the seats, what, what can you do? Yeah. Yeah. They're sending about like 8,000 fans with the biggest stadium that sets about yeah. 50 or 80 something thousand. I can't remember the size of it. But yeah, it's ridiculous. Worst stadium to have the least fans in because it probably looks like totally vacant. Averaging probably fifteen hundred fans a, a game. Yeah. yeah, there was a another fun fact with the Heat. Also, they're the only second team to make it to the NBA, NBA Finals as an eight seed. Uh, take a guess on who do you think the last team was that made it back in nineteen ninety nine. Nuggets. No, Nuggets. I don't think Nuggets have ever been to the finals. I think this is their first time to the finals. But Mavericks? It was the Knicks. Um, yeah. Ended up losing to the Spurs 4-1 to one in 1999. They were an eight seed. So good luck for that Spurs team. Huh? The good luck for that Spurs team. Yeah, that, that Spurs team was filthy, definitely. But let's see if they have a different outcome. I mean, right now they 
they can still go four and one and still end up like the like the Knicks. But if they mm-hmm. win, made a further further than any eight seed, that's for sure. But right now, series tied one to one, headed back to Miami. What do you? What's your predictions? What do you think? What's it looking like? Do what? I mean, you got you got Joe Jokic and Butler, and series is one to one going back to Miami. Ah, man. And will they, will they play three games in Miami? I feel like it's two two one one one. Okay, that may be right. Yeah. I don't know. I want to say Nuggets will take it, but Miami's a tough place to play for whatever reason. They'll split in Miami. I think they'll split. You think so? Yeah. Come back to Denver, 2 2. Let's see. Game four, Miami. Game five, Denver. Okay. Miami, Game Denver. six, Miami. Yeah. Game seven, Denver. Okay. 2 yeah. 2. And then 1 2 1 1 1. Because you don't want to give the away team, if they still won yeah. in Denver, the right to finish up at home, you know, if they win pretty straight for some reason. So. Yeah, I think uh, I don't know. I'd like to see. I I wouldn't mind either one teams uh, winning. It's kind of the first time in a while that I've actually rooted for either team, and um, I think I just you like to see Denver win it because they've never won it, and you'd like to see Miami win it just because they are an underdog. Mm-hmm. I don't really have any quarrels or qualms with whichever team wins it. Honestly, it's yeah, the first time in a while I've actually watched an NBA Finals. To be honest with you. Yeah, don't have to watch, like I said, don't have to watch any flopping around or anything like that. Yeah, any, that's good. Just make it about me or anything. Yeah, I like the good physical basketball, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, do you have a final say-so? What are you guessing? I'm, 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 I'm rooting for the Heat, but I think the Nuggets, honestly, are going to take it. I think they're just, they're, they're, I don't know. I just think they're just too powerful, too many good players. Yeah. I think it's gonna be the Nuggets, but Hero is coming back from Miami. He come back from a long injury stint. Is he? So I don't know if that's gonna throw off chemistry or what. I definitely wouldn't start him just because the way the starting five has made it through the whole playoffs without him. Yeah. Um, bring him off the bench to see if he can be a spark sometime. Yeah, but you know how how well is he gonna be able to play and True. how physical is he gonna be able to be and everything else. Yeah, I don't know the full extent of his injury or how long it's been or whatnot, but. Definitely going to help, I think, other than maybe chemistry since they haven't had him for a little bit. But we'll see. We'll find out. We'll let you know next episode. (laughs) But that will bring us into NFL news. Uh, The only main issue other than mini camp starting up, which I could care less, it's just mini camp. Uh, Washington Commanders might have to change their name again. Saw some of the – what was it? Because they couldn't get the – Trademark, it was, yeah. The trademark they attempted to get trademark for commanders, uh, it was denied by the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office, also known as the USPTO, on May 18th. Uh, they were denied because of other trademarks, such as the Commander Classic, which is the annual football game between Army and Air Force. Uh, and then, second, there was some squatter by the name of Martin McAuley. Uh, who in prior years knew Washington had to change their name and he started filing for trademark names he thought Washington would use. Uh, so Mac McAloy filed for Washington Wolf Commanders and Washington uh, Space Commanders 
And uh, he says he'd give him the name for free, but why would he go through that trouble to give it to him for free? So I think he was trying to patent the name and hopefully they'd have to come one day, pick his patent and he'll say, Hey, I'll pay you for, or you pay me for it. That's what I think he's doing. But those are the two issues that the USPTO found. Um, but they got three options. Uh, the commanders can do, uh, depending on how the organization reacts to that news of them being denied, they can one, keep the name and sell merchandise, uh, but it could be harder for a third party sellers uh, to get to be revoked. You know, So if a third party wanted to sell stuff, it'd be hard for them to say, hey, that's ours. You know, it'd just be harder to collect from third parties selling their merchandise. Uh, two, the team could opt for another name. So in three years, they'd have three different names. You know, I went from Redskins to Washington football team to uh, Commanders. So maybe four years, four teams, I guess. Four teams. And um, which is the least likely that they're saying that would do, they would do. Uh, then most likely option, Washington can appeal to the USPTO's ruling. Uh, if they can prove that the trademark won't be confused with other trademarks, then they could win that case and keep the patent and be called the Commanders, which seems the most likely situation but if they did have to change names uh, what would you what would you guess you got any guesses on what would be the good names the nobodies <laughs> yeah well being in, in dallas's uh uh division you would say <laughs> um the internal affairs yeah the harassment, I don't know. I forget what the last uh, round of votes went to, what they had, and what they were guessing. Um, I can't remember what they said the last names were. But, yeah, they might be changing their name. They might be keeping it. Who knows? I know that fan base has been through a lot in the last three years to uh, decide on a name. They don't know what to call themselves. <laughs> and I know they were leaning towards Washington football team again, and I was like, please, that's the worst name ever. Like, just stop. That's the last thing you'd need to name something. Yeah, man. You know, forget feelings and all this other crap. Just go back to the Redskins. There's yeah. nothing wrong with it. All these yeah. little basement dwellers and kitty babies. Come yeah. On. Or they could just find something that, you know, vote on it with the community of the Native Americans. Say, hey, is this fine? Yeah, go with it. Or does this name sound better and go something along the the – um, the terms of Redskins and say, hey, we're going to try to honor you, you know, like Florida State, they, they try to do their best to honor, you know, the Seminoles and everything, and they can go about it that way. So I think it'd be cool if they went back to their roots of Redskins or something along those lines and and do it more as an honorable thing, which I didn't think it was a dishonorable thing in the first place, but something would be more appealing or appeasing to everybody. But like I said, I'm with you on that. I mean, the original name was just classic. Yeah. I mean, you, you, if it offends a few, then you're just, you're looking to be offended, I guess. Yeah. But. whoop de doo Yeah. We'll see. That's in the coming up times. I guess they'll have to, I don't know if they have to figure something up before the season starts or whatnot or how long that process is going to take. But we will find out in the near future, I think. Yeah. That is bringing up our, I think the, most epic news of the day. I think it came out today. Uh, the PGA golf merger between PGA and Live Golf. 
So for you guys that don't know what Live Golf is, it is a Saudi-backed golf um, association backed by the Prince of Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're trying to start their own PGA tour pretty much, but call it the uh, Live. And um, they're paying for pretty much everybody. And they started buying out top players in the PGA to come over. And the PGA tour said, if you go, you're banned from PGA for life. Caused a big stink among everybody. There was a division in the whole PGA because people didn't think PGA was treating the players right. So they left and took the money. Others wanted to stay true to PGA um, and show their loyalty to them. Uh, but now it comes out that the PGA was t- trying to shun them from going over there saying, oh, they ha- they don't believe in human rights. We don't want to back them. They got blood on their hands. They're starting a core, you know. But um, shoot. Who's the U.S. government back sometimes? You know, some people that's like that. You know, it's like they're trying to have morals, trying to trying to put the moral code on them and and make them feel bad for going over there and trying to deter them from going over there. So after all that said and done, today they're saying, "Hey, we're teaming up with them." What's your thoughts on that? I mean, we all knew it happened eventually, right? Mm-hmm. Um. I mean, realistically, I think it's a smart move. It just helps everybody from the money side on, on both sides. Yeah. You can have PGA-sponsored events. You can have your LIV-sponsored events. Players from both sides are coming to play. And, you know, a PGA, a PGA guy wins an LIV event. Well, they got bragging rights. And vice versa, LIV wins PGA. They got bragging rights. You know, make it fun. Make, make it like a little in-house rivalry. There's nothing wrong with it. It's like American League, National League. Yeah. I think it's awesome for the sport, but I think it's just crappy how both organizations went about doing it. Yeah. Uh, like you said, you could make it interesting. You know, it's like a National League, American League. It's like an mm-hmm. NFC, AFC, you know. It's like an East Coast, West Coast thing. You know, you got yeah. those rivalries that they can compete against, which the LAV has a bunch of different rules. That's kind of like the happy Gilmore's of golf almost. They get to wear shorts. They got music going. They got teams. Like, they want to they want to start teams where they – bring on players to their own team and you can start selling your teams like a New York Yankees or a Boston mm-hmm. Red Sox, you know? So they wanted to create a name brand for each team in their um, lead or in their tour, I guess. And they're just going about different, trying to bring new different fans. You know, they got, like I said, they got music going, they got different payouts. They got different ways of playing it, which I think is pretty cool. And if a PGA player wanted to go try a tournament like that, once he, you know, if he wants to go win money from the LIV one week and come back to PGA, you know, just make rules with PGA. You got to win this many, you know, you got to win this. They already got rules where you got to win this tournament or something or this many tournaments to make it to uh, the Masters and stuff. Right. So, I mean, they already got that set up. But they signed an agreement that would combine the PGA and live and LIV's uh, that's a common business and rights into a new not yet named profit company. So they're putting all their naming rights and like commercial stuff into one pot. And uh, that includes the DP world, which the DP world is the PGA for European tour. So PGA had their own little tour just in Europe, little side note too, that they, they were added to the whole thing. So they got those three whole things in one conglomerate. Um, But this will, this move will end all pending litigations. I think that's the main move. Yeah. this move for both of them uh, brought to either league, both leagues started suing the other one for, for other stuff. And then players within the leagues was suing PGA for 
saying, Hey, you can't come play PGA. Yeah. You know, right. and, and vice versa, but, uh, both leagues and, uh, both leagues pretty much did that just so all litigations can stop. So yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's better for the players that they do something like that, you know, because I get, you can all say that you're having friendships ended because of it. You know, mm -hmm. hey, I'm going to go check out the LIV. Well, you know, I can't talk to you now. I'm PGA and they won't let me do anything. You know, that's, yeah. It's well, silly. I think, I think I heard where DeChambeau said that he texted uh, Tiger? Tiger Happy Birthday or something. He never spoke. <laughs> 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 I mean, that's Tiger. He, he can get mad when that dude is the PGA. Like, you can't can't get mad about that but it's yeah. just one of those two to where like you said friendships were ended it was like you were you know you're dead to me if you go over there or we're not friends anymore like that's kind of ridiculous if someone does that to better themselves you know like phil mickelson going over there yeah. he like other than he competed in i think it was the masters he got third in the masters but he's at the age where he's not going to be able to keep up with these youngsters that can yeah. drive three 350 plus you know and he's going to go make 200 million by just signing his name who wouldn't do that? And whoever says they wouldn't is a crock of crap because, you know, if 200 million sitting at you and you don't have to win another tournament and you got 200 million sitting in the bank, who's going to take that? Everybody's going to take that. So, where do I sign? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, who's, I, that's where I, I was at uh, the PGA Championship in uh, Southern Hills when they played there a year ago. And everybody was like, he won it that PGA tournament the year before. So everybody was booing him when they announced like the previous winner or whatnot. And I was like, what happened? And that's when all the live stuff was going on. And uh, they definitely would be watching full swing. Did I tell you about that? An episode or two mm -hmm. ago, they're having a season two and they just posted, Oh, you know, we were recording when all this went down. So we're going to have some great footage uh, when sure. it comes to season two of full swing. And I got to finish the, the first one. Uh, before I get to the second one, but it was it was pretty exciting to watch all that go down. So I'm I'm excited to see what happens with this. Uh, as part of the deal, the groups will agree on a fair, objective process for any players who want to reapply for PGA or the DP Tour membership following the end of 2023 season. So they're going to try to let those guys come back because first of all, it was like a death sentence. It was like an SMU in the 70s where hey, you're never going to come back. You're never going to play for us again. If you go there, the contracts were like six to seven years ago playing to live. So they were banned from PGA for six or seven years until they come back. Yeah. So now they're trying to make it to where they can reapply. Um, and to me, it sounded like the merger was a backroom deal where most PGA players uh, reacted in shock. Uh, and they're pretty much all of them were offended uh, that they weren't informed when uh, PGA claims to be a player's league. Uh, yeah, get feelings out of it. Huh. I say get your feelings out of it and realize it's for the best of the game. And you'll it is. It is. But I think it's pretty crappy on PGAs to kind of just not inform everybody, say, hey, this is what we're doing. You know, uh, Colin Mirakawa said, I love finding out morning news on Twitter. Uh, Michael Kim said, uh, very curious how many people knew this deal was happening. About five to seven people. Player run organization, right? And then uh, Mackenzie Hughes said, nothing like finding out through Twitter that we were merging with a tour. We said, uh, we'd never uh, deal with. So, I mean, that, that's kind of true, too, to where they're saying, hey, we're never going to deal with them. You know, we're never going to have anything to do with mm -hmm. them. The next day you're reading that they're merging. It was like Greg Norman. He's a big backer of the LAV, right? I think so, yeah. And he had no idea until he woke up and was like, well, what is this? Yeah. 
I don't know. That's what I'm saying. It's probably like just the two, two or three people knew, you know, <laughs> it all comes down to money. Cause I mean, if L- I think LIV sponsors are throwing billions at it with a B mm-hmm. billions, they yeah. got the money over in Saudi Arabia, but it's just the way, like I said, the way they went about it, where they're saying, Oh, it's immoral to go over there. They they're immoral, how they're running. They're, you know, got this, got that human rights, this and that mm-hmm. we're never going to pair with them. We're going to take the moral high ground. Oh, let's team up together. You know, that's yeah. where it's like, they should say something like we don't believe in what they're doing or I don't know how you approach it. I mean, just say, we don't know who knows, just leave it up in the air. Yeah. Um, But I think the players that stayed um, got screwed over that were loyal to the PGA. Uh, They lost out on millions. Uh, Tiger Mm -hmm. offered close to 800 million to go to live. Uh, Hideki uh, was offered 400 million. Rom was offered 300 million. Uh, Willie Z, 130 million. Uh, Sam Burns was offered 100 million just to sign a dotted line, and they stayed loyal to the PGA. Where some LIV uh, defects, Kepka, Johnson, Shambo all got 100 million signing bonus just to sign them down the name. And Phil Mickelson got 200 million because he's kind of the poster child. He was kind of the first move poster child that was like, hey, come on over here. Pastures greener over here. You know, you can make this much money. You know, at, the, at this point in Tiger's career, why not? I know. I thought the same thing. I was like, dude, you've had so many injuries. Like, you've proven that you've came back and can win. Just go take your eight hundred million and go win. I guess he, he wants. He wants. He's in it for a bigger picture. He's in it for. He's already the goat, but he wants to add to it. He wants to have his name etched in every record book. He wants to stay with the PGA telly in and have play every PGA tour match game tournament whatever with PGA and um it's just one of those where I think he's gonna be fine with money unless he keeps getting married and divorced <laughs> then probably not but uh, uh I think I think with all his sponsors like Michael Jordan he's just gonna ride off into the sunset okay. still making, making more money probably than when he was playing. Yeah. I don't know. I, I everybody roots for him when he comes back. Hopefully, he gets healthy and can win another one. I think he's just short of. Is it Arnold Palmer? One. One. I think it is someone like that. He's short of one. Uh, one win, but he's. I mean, just his records are yeah. to stay number one for what was it, eight or ten years, eight, seven or eight years, every day coming in playing golf and being the number one player is just crazy. Yeah. I can go play golf two days a week, and that third time I play, look like someone that's never touched a club. <laughs> so to do that day in, day out, you know, that speaks for itself. But I, I, didn't, I don't know. We'll see how this all happens. I would love to see a um, Ryder Cup between live players mm-hmm. and PGA players. That would be intense. Yes. And do you, that do you, may be the new direction that is going. I mean, it draws fans. It brings some energy to the game. Uh, do you think a big merger of that would be uh, Kepka winning a winning down there at uh, Colonial? I think it was a PGA Championship down there. I mean, he's a live player. He almost won the Masters. Probably should have won the Masters, but Ron came in and and snuck one in on him. Yeah, but well, he melted down. Hmm. Also had a little meltdown too. Yes, that too. That too. But I mean, that could have had something to do with the merger where PGA like. Oh crap! We got our best players winning our tournaments that are in different leagues. So that could have had something that went with it, but we're 
Only time will tell with this. I know it's big news right now. We'll see how the cards come out on the table and see where, where they fall. But uh, speaking of golf, we have, we have like multiple feel-good stories today. Uh, we, I know we were on a little bit of a uh, depressing streak at the beginning of the last episode talking about some fire department uh, <laughs> But we're gonna we're gonna throw in about two or three, probably three feel good stories. Uh, we have one in golf and two in baseball. We're gonna hit hit the golf ones since we're talking about PGA. Michael Block, a club professional at Arroyo Trabuco Golf Course in Mission Mission Viejo, California. So you're talking about just a golf club professional sitting there, just gives lessons, whatever. Gets invited to Oak Hill PGA Championship on an exemption and ended up placing 15th out of 120 players. Dang. Any, any old Joe Schmoes out there on the, in the tour, it was some good players that he, he, he beat out. Uh, and after his uh, show out, he was in, uh, invited to play in two more RBC Canadian open and the Charles Schwab challenge. So he hit a hole in one, I think on 16 or 17, dumped it just straight in. Dang. He's playing with McElroy, um, you imagine just being a club pro somewhere and then you ended up in like the final two or three groups playing with him and ended up making 15th place, uh, getting invited back because he was top 15. Right. So he gets to come back just automatically for being top 15. That's awesome. Um, his winnings were $288,333. Uh, and the place they finished was 15, which uh, would have took him – they said if his lessons were 125 a piece, it would have took him 2,307 lessons to equal that much money. I know someone's probably going to do the math on me. This is somebody else's math. So if it's wrong, blame them. I'm just reading it back to you. So, yeah, 2,307 lessons just to compare to what he won in four days of playing golf. So, yeah, it was one of those where it was going to be either he showed up and crapped the bed, but it didn't matter because he was just an exemption and got to play. Or he'd do something crazy like this, and that's what he did. He ended up taking bull by the horns and placing, like I said, 15, qualified for the next year's PGA Championship. And now he's got, like, three or four different invites from different places. I know recently I think he went somewhere, and I don't know if it was a Charles Schwab one. He's got, like, an 81, though, and everybody was kind of like, yeah, I think the magic is up. I don't think he's going to be able to do anything anymore, <laughs> but – just to go out there, you know, place 15th is an amazing yeah. story. Uh, yeah, and, and like you said, beating some pretty good players at that. I mean, oh, yeah. That's, yeah. A, that's a feat in itself. And, you know, it's like getting a call up, going up there, facing DeGrom, going two for four and, mm -hmm. you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just being some Joe Schmo, like you're just a mm -hmm. hitting coach at some place. And then, hey, you're going to be in the bigs tomorrow. Like you said, facing DeGrom, facing, you know. Pick all these, me, pick me. Yeah. <laughs> I'll strike out for 255000 or 288000 Go give it to me. <laughs> you know, you said it was $280,000? $288,333. $288,333? $288, mm hmm. Divided by what? $125 a lesson? Um, yeah. Let's see. 2306 lessons, 0.664. Yeah, so they just rounded up to seven. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's a lot of lessons. Yeah, whoever came up with that, good job on your math. I mean, one twenty-five per lesson ain't no jack around either. No, not on him for doing that. But that's that just goes to show how much money is being out there for all, just fifteenth place. Mm -hmm. That's just fifteenth place. Could you imagine just winning one of those and getting like 
3.4 million, you know, that's just, that's the kind of money being thrown around and it might be going up now with the, the joining of LIV. Mm-hmm. Might be, if they're joining in all their commercial stuff and all the Saudi money comes in, then you might be looking at 288 just made the cut. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's, it's definitely going to be changing. I think it's good for golf. I mean, if you can, People want to, you know, call moral this, moral that. I mean, we don't – I don't really know the full details on on their background or whatever, but I think it's I think it's good for the game of golf. I think it's good for PGA to kind of get put in place and checked too, saying, hey, you got a different organization. You start stepping up your game. You know, exactly. Competition will drive it. It will. Now, we um, shift gears. Yeah. Go ahead. You know, that, that Michael Block story, that's a heck of a story. You know, sitting mm-hmm. there, I guess he may have been in his clubhouse or at home. I'm not sure. Just get the call. Yeah. You know, you're being invited. How about the number one overall pick in 2017? Mm-hmm. Royce Lewis. Where did he get drafted out of? Uh, I'm not sure. I'll look that um, up. You're talking about him. Okay. I guess May 29th of 2022. He's a shortstop third baseman outfielder. Mm-hmm. Tears his ACL in a game. Season over. All that till till next year. Mm-hmm. He comes back a year to the day of playing, of tearing his ACL. Yeah. May 29th, 2023. And in his first game back, homers. Wow. That's pretty intense. His first game or how what at bat was it? Um, it was in the third inning, and runners were on base. So I'm assuming it's probably a second at bat. Yeah, that that would be my guess, uh, just by looking. I think at the score, and then you know runners on and everything else. Mm-hmm. So uh, I would assume second at bat. Still but, awesome. Yeah, that that's a heck of a a comeback ish story, I guess you would say. Um, you know, but then he had a scary moment. On June 4th. Did you see that one? I did not. He was running the first and a, a, a wild throw kind of brought the first baseman in the line and had a collision with the first baseman, went kind of inverted oh. head first into the ground. That was him. Came back. It said he had an injury. I think it's just precautionary reasons. They got news back. Um, no major injuries, no major anything, you know, besides like general soreness and, and other stuff like that. He mm-hmm. just fine. You know, yeah, that, that, I remember that now that you're talking about it. I didn't know that was him though. The mm-hmm. first baseman kind of got like in the in the baseline, and yep. he went right over and didn't stop himself and went like neck first into the ground. Yeah, that mm-hmm. was like, he was out of Cal University of California. Okay. So that's where he was drafted out of. But yeah, that's that was nasty. But I'm glad he's doing better. I'm glad he's getting his opportunity, and I hope he takes full advantage of it because you know the pressure of number one draft pick, man. They're it's expected to be a be a game. Not changer. just number one, but number one overall. Yes, yes, and that you're you're expected to be the next name of the franchise, pretty much as number one, and that's a lot of pressure for a shoot 18 19 20 21 whatever they got high school college you know and it's just it's one of those that baseball's already got pressure on it and then to add that to it i yep. mean it does help it does help with a little bit of money in the bank that makes it a little easier <laughs> but oh, sure. i think he signed for almost seven and a half uh grand yeah. 
but still, that would also twenty-seven thousand. I think was yeah. That would also have more pressure. Be like, they gave me this much money, like they expect me to, you know, perform, and then you go out there and hurt yourself. That's just yeah. You can get hurt. Let's see. Let's see what his signing bonus was. I think his uh, when he got called up, it was like seven hundred and twenty-seven thousand. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I'd be happy with that. Yeah. We're still talking about five years ago, too. It goes, keeps going up and up mm-hmm. every year. So, we're so signed a one year, 727,100 contract with the Twins. Uh, that was in, so I don't, it didn't say what his signing bonus was. Well, also, a lot of people are like, man, $7 million, that's nice. He probably ended up got, getting like half of that, right? Because you talk about taxes, you talk about paying your agents, um, and just whatever else. I, I, was, I was reading uh, Rick and Kill's book, and he was talking about his signing bonus, and he said, like, pretty much you get half of it because half of it goes to this, 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 and that. Mm-hmm. So I ended up actually having, you know, 3.5 out of 7 that I was supposed to get or 6. Mm-hmm. <laughs> still, I'm not. I'm not shedding a tear for you, but I mean, no. still, people no, see that coming. Right Go ahead. A little digging. Lewis will receive a high school record six point seven two five million in his signing bonus at high school. Yep. So I guess he didn't go to Cal. He may have been committed yeah. to Cal. So, oh, he's committed to University of Cal. Yeah, okay. it'd help to read a little better. Yeah, he was named California Baseball Gatorade Player of the Year in 2017. So, yeah, he was committed to Cal, so never went. I mean, for 6.7, I don't think I'd go either. What else do you got to try for? Why go, why go to college and get hurt? I know the odds are better, though, to make it to the bigs, but if you're number one draft pick, you're probably going to make it to the bigs. Yeah, you're going to get every shot you can. Yeah. But, uh, I don't so, know. speaking of injuries. Yes. But let's touch on the the Strasburg thing and how he, you know, stole a contract and then has pitched like. I'll, I'll let you decide if this is the worst contract ever. I mean, given the Nationals, you can't foresee the future. You can't see how, you know, like if someone's how what the longevity of somebody. Um, I can't think of the age he was at when he signed this. Is back in two thousand. It was probably twenty one. It was twenty twenty nineteen when they won the World Series. So Nats win the World Series 2019, right? They're kind of a comeback story. Underdog shouldn't have been there. Ended up winning it. It was Strasburg's opt-out year for next year. So, of course, he's going to bring that up to sign a big big contract with him. Say, hey, I'm leaving if you don't renegotiate and re-sign me, this and that. So, I mean, it's Strasburg. He's been a, he's been a staple in the MLB for a while. And the Mets signed him to a $245 million deal over seven years. So granted, he was he's. I remember seeing him pitching in college. I think when I was in junior. So when did he graduate? He graduated like San Diego State. Yep. Probably like 2011, 12, somewhere there. Let's see. So that would already put him in his 30s, wouldn't it? All the struggles. I'm trying to figure out. I faced him in 11. In 11. In double A? He's 34. So it was 2003, 19, four years ago. So it'd be 30. So you're going to sign him from 30 to 37, seven year contract. 
as a starting pitcher, that's kind of risky, you know, going into your 37-year-old pitcher. I mean, there's only been a few that's made it up to 37, close to 40. That's definitely pitching. It's not your forte. Age isn't. Um, usually you get your first baseman outfielders, designated hitters that are in your 40s that get to stay around for a little bit longer. But, um, yeah, they, they signed him seven years. So when he's 30 to 37, seven years, since signing that contract, he started eight games. Eight. And he's thrown, what, like 33 innings or something like that? He's thrown in, in 2020, 2021, 22, 23. Uh, it's 10% of the possible starts. Uh, he's thrown 31 innings. He's been paid $109 million or $207,000 per pitch. $207,000 per pitch. And we're talking about what's his name for 15 made 233,000. He's making it per pitch. So 31 innings, 109 mil for 31 innings, 207,000 a pitch. I'm just like, man, let me just go throw one pitch for you. Let me be Steven Strasburg for a game and I'll throw to one hitter and I will try to make contact and foul ball. <laughs> foul, right. ball foul ball 207, 207, 207. Um, but yeah, I mean, 31 innings is always pitched. And now they're saying he might not pitch ever due again to nerve endings. I don't know if that's fingers or the elbows or what. So he might not ever pitch again and ride off in the sunset with 245 million. And get I, well, I think they'll try to find an outlet to kind of avoid that contract. I think he had like some thoracic outlet syndrome is, is what they're kind of treating him for. Then I guess yeah. if they found the nerve damage in his elbow. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if I'm right, if I read that correctly, but I mean that, that's a payroll bandit right there. Yeah. That is preventing your team from re-signing the guys that you need, like the Harpers or anything like that. I mean, it's yeah. Soto. Well, I mean, if you're, if you're hurt and you, you know, you're not going to play another game. I mean, you just keep them, keep taking the money. I mean, or do you just say, keep it, go sign better players, but I'm not going to be on the team. I mean, just like any business you're running, you're not going to tell the business, keep, hey, keep my money. I can't work anymore. Mm-hmm. Or you're going to pay me out for another six years, four years, Yeah. you know, 30 million a year. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, what, I can see your side. I mean, if he's, if he had a chance to come back, I can see where you renegotiate. So right. We'll get better players. I'll be back. But if he's never going to pitch again, they made the deal, you know, unless there's some, you know, small mark in there that says, in case of this, you, can't, you know, you can't make the money. So I don't know how the contract is written. I don't know how, if he can, if they can get out of it or not. But I mean, the guy's going to, what's, what's the guy that's something certain day that he's getting like. Bobby uh, Bonilla? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was just about that. to bring that up. The Mets are still paying him some stupid. I was like, must be nice, dude. What's he get? Like, a, like, um, let's see. 10 mil every year or something like that on Bobby. Somebody else, somebody else just got that recently where they're still paying that guy. I forget who it is. There's somebody else that got that same deal. He got a 1.19 million until he's 72 years old. How much? 1.19 million until he's 72. How much did he have left on the contract? So what do you do? He, he, they, they released him and he still had that on his contract. So he just said, Hey, pay me every year. 1.19 million. 
1991, the Mets signed him to a five-year contract worth $29 million, which was the richest contract in sports at the time. Just pay him out. Yeah. No, we'll give you 1.19 until you're 72. How old is he now? Like 60, 50? 50. Uh, Close to 60. So pro- yeah, 60. So for another 12 years, he's going to get 1.9 for, you know. Yeah. Wow. That's insane. Oh, I think it's a – I want to say a Chris Davis from the Orioles. I think he's doing the same thing. They're paying him out. He, yeah. he, hit, he had that one major year where he hit, like, 30, 40-something home runs. They paid him big contract, and then he hit, like, doo-doo paper the next year, and they released him. And I think he's doing that same thing where he gets paid out every year. Don't hold me to that, but I think it was him. Not for sure on that. The, But, yeah, I mean, man, like I said, you can't predict the future. I think anybody in that situation is going to pay Strasburg because they're like, man, this is Strasburg. We're going to keep him. And his case – they won the World Series. If they didn't make playoffs, they were like, we'll give you a two-year deal, you know, or something like that. But yeah. winning the World Series, I mean, that's the best time where most guys get a get a pay increase or they go look to sign somewhere else, somebody that will pay them. That's the benefit. Like, uh, who's the third baseman for uh, Ronjo? Ra, Ra, what's his name? He was third base for the Nats and left. I think he's with the Philly. Uh, Rendon. Rendon. He's been crap, hadn't he, since he left? Yeah. And his money and just, yeah. Same thing with the shortstop Tigers. Uh, Baez. Baez. He's been crap, you know, his pay. King Griffey Jr. is officially the Reds' fourth fourth highest paid player in 2023. Are you serious? With a $3.59 million deferred payment. Wow. And so his, it'll roughly, it'll end roughly 15 years after he last played for the franchise. So he's doing the same thing? Yeah. Wow. That's nice. And he's working with, uh, was it Seattle or was he just hitting in that USA? He was hitting in that USA. Yeah, USA. Yeah, that's what it was. That was cool watching him hit that. I think next year is when his uh, payments stop after next year. He's, I think he's he's in he's fine. He's got all his merchandise and everything. He'll be fine. Yeah. But I mean, good on them. If people want to pay it, that's where you know mm-hmm. people oh, you're stealing money. No, these are business. Sure. They don't they don't give a crap about you. So why not get all you can from them? So it's one of those where you're just like, man, if they're gonna pay you, take it. You know, go for it. You know, if they're gonna get you yeah. on World Series and say, Hey, here's what does it say? Under 245 million, you know, like, yeah, you want to sign? Yeah, I'll take it. So, I mean, what with with these injuries, you know, with a bunch of uh pitchers getting injured to throwing money at it, you know, there's been more than ever on, on uh, IR now. Is it IR? Yeah, yeah, it's IR now. I keep the DL, the uh, 15 or the IL, uh, the IL, I think it's the 15 day and the 60 day and then whatever, yeah. So with the flux of pitchers on there, I mean, what do you think's the cause of all this? What's, I mean, we got more technology than ever. We got better positions than ever. We got better masseuses more than ever. You know, like he's just everything's better now. But we're we're having more injuries. What do you think? What do you think that might be? Well, what's one thing that you're seeing more of these days being thrown versus the old days? 
Well, I'd say higher velo for one, uh, but right. then there's a lot more off speed probably being thrown. Curveball sliders. Curveball sliders. More torque on the elbow is going to be harder than on natural throwing motion. Whereas a fastball and a changeup, your arm naturally pronates, right? Because yeah. when you throw, it naturally comes this way versus forcing your hand to come through. Yeah. Or putting stress and torque and everything else on your elbow and shoulder and snap. Yeah. Huh. Well, overall, humans aren't meant to throw hard from over the top. That's why softball players can throw all day from underneath. You know, they're throwing 120-something pitches, come out the next day, throw another 120. Mm -hmm. And that's just the natural movement of the arm. It's supposed to be by your hip. So anything over your shoulder is just – it's it's torquing and twisting in yeah. all wrong directions. And, and nowadays with people throwing as hard as they are, I think it's just like even with all the technology – and food supplements and everything and anything that can help. It's just, it's not catching up with how hard people are throwing on average. Uh, well, then, we're also, we're also in the maxed out era. Throw yeah. as hard as you can, swing as hard as you can. It's, it's, you know, you're, you're putting your body into positions and angles and torsion that is not meant to go in. Yeah. You're breaking down sooner. I mean, careers are ending a lot faster. But then again, that brings me back to Nolan Ryan. I know he's a freak, but, you know, this guy's throwing – my my opinion, he's the hardest thrower in baseball history. I think he threw harder than Chapman. They just didn't have the right radar guns. But he's in there. I saw where he pitched, like, 200-something pitches in extra inning game, came back two days later and threw another 80 or 100 or something in relief or something like that. And it's just like, man, this guy's throwing 101 on the on the constant – and he throws 200 something pitches and you got these, you know, you got the Asian leagues and stuff like Japanese leagues and stuff. They're throwing like hundreds plus. And now you can't even get a starter past the seventh inning in any MLB game. He's getting pulled because of a pitch count. You know, I mean. Well, guys, then they were conditioned to throw nine innings, mm -hmm. at least eight, because then you had your starter pitcher. Then you had your then you had your closer. Mm -hmm. But your starters were conditioned to throw a full nine innings. Yeah. And then their their post game workout was a lot more in depth. It was running, it was flushing the body, it was getting it out. And then their next day program was even more in depth. And then their off season program, they they weren't maxing out on weights. They weren't trying to squat six hundred pounds. They weren't trying to bench press over three hundred pounds. Yeah. No, they were staying loose. They were staying limber, but yet they were doing different types of workouts to keep their strength. Nolan Ryan was bailing hay in the offseason. You know, he was using full body to do what he was doing. He was working with one of the best pitching coaches, Tom House, that the game has seen. Mm -hmm. That's why Mike Maddox going back to the Rangers is a blessing for them. Yeah. The guy is smart. He's intelligent. Yeah, DeGrom getting hurt, he has a history of flexor extensor injuries in his forearms, elbow. And it finally just happened. It was going to happen regardless he stayed with the Mets, regardless he went to the Rangers, or if he went to the Yankees. It was going to happen. He was going to break down. When you are when you throw that hard for that long and you're still throwing 100 in the eighth and ninth inning, mm -hmm. at some point you were going to break. Nolan Ryan finally broke. Yes, he was in his 40s when he 40, did. Though. Yeah. But the pitch he threw after he tore his UCL? Still what? 97, I believe. <laughs> God, just built different, dude. That dude's built different. Like, I don't understand it. 
That's I mean, look, who, who's who's the stud for the Braves? Uh, the Strider, Striker, Strider. Yeah. Yeah. What's one thing on him that you notice differently than a lot of other pitchers? He's just lanky. He's not like well, bulky, I don't think. But he's got tree trunks for legs. Does he? Okay. So uh, he's using his leg. He's using his lower body mm-hmm. to make up for the torque that he could potentially put on that arm. Yeah. Strong core, strong legs are going to take you a lot farther than trying to bulk up your upper body and making yourself tight where you can't move. Yeah, that's the same with hitting too. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, you think they'd have it figured out by now, you know, but then again, mm-hmm. Nolan Ryan throwing long toss, you know, mm-hmm. corner post to corner post, mm-hmm. you know, doing this and that. I know, I know major leaguers need to have, they, they definitely have long toss in their programs. They have running in their programs, mm-hmm. but it's just, I don't know if it's from managing them for so long saying putting them on a pitch count that their arm can't get any stronger because they're only throwing 80 pitches a game. Yeah. If you got someone throwing 120 a game, guess what? They're going to be able to throw 120 whenever they want. Yep. Someone's 80 and needs to go to 120. You're, you're, you're risking them. So I don't know if just managing it, micromanaging might have um, to do with it because the rest is the same. You know, we got better but, weights now. We got better programs now. Why are but people- they also want strikeouts nowadays. What what are you doing when you're throwing for the strikeout? You're Stress. running your pitch count up. Yeah. Versus, yeah, Greg Maddox had a crap ton of strikeouts, but he manipulated the ball where he was also pitching the contact. Oh, bad contact. Oh, bad contact. Didn't Greg Maddox have like an 83 pitch complete game? Yes. It something was something stupid. Yeah. But I mean, he was he wasn't going out there trying to strike out the world. He was going out there pitching the contact. He got strikeouts, great. He was throwing eighty five doing this when he could run up ninety two, ninety three doing that. But why? Why not manipulate the ball, let it dance up, up off the end of the bat? Oh, hey, here's your thumbs. You want him back? Yeah. I mean, Roy you got some of the best players behind you. Why not let them work? Mm-hmm. Roy Holiday. He threw mid nineties with stupid stuff, but he didn't have to. He could dial it back to 88 to 90 and manipulate that ball. Yeah. Well, I just I don't have an answer, but I just I just think that there's better ways of doing it if, if people keep getting hurt. You know, Tommy John's is the it's 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 a regular now. You know, it used to be never hurt Tommy John's that much. Now it's regular. Now you're hearing people double Tommy John's, right? They're getting getting it twice. They're pulling leg ligaments out of legs and stuff now. Now you're hearing parents making their kids get it so their arm is stronger. That's that should be illegal. That's child abuse. That is child abuse. And, yeah. and here's your deal: it was a 76 pitch complete game. 76. I thought 83 was insane. 76. <laughs> you're talking less than 10, like that, that's six and a half that's pitches. Seven in pitches an inning, eight pitches an inning. Oh my gosh, that's insane. That's- was he a Cubby or was he a Brave then? Do we know? What year was it? I'm not sure. I just X'd out of it. That's fine. I'll say Braves just because I'm a Braves fan. We'll just say Braves. Let's yeah. That's, I th- I'm going to look it up now. <laughs> that should be illegal for any parent. That I saw somebody's video that said, you just missed the point where you're trying to make your kid have the surgery when he when if it happens, then he needs the surgery. So. I'm with you on that. That is child abuse. They don't need to start giving people Tommy John. He was a brave. Yes. Mm. 
So before we go to our next feel good, how about a little bit of, a little bit of feel bad for the A's right now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get the full story on that. I just know the city turned down their proposal, was it? Yeah. For building a field? I don't know if that's for building a stadium. Yeah, I don't think that's the say all be all. I don't know what the problem was with the city not liking their proposal. If it was in a bad place, if they weren't getting paid enough money or what, but I think Vegas needs to do their best to get them there. I think it'd be great for the city. I think it'd be great for the organization to get out of Oakland, anywhere but Oakland. And I don't know if Vegas just knows they got them, but I mean, I know there's other cities looking for them for, teams and if the A's get a better deal from a different city, Nashville, Charlotte, Orlando, I think Salt Lake City's even looking for a team, you know, they might make a sweeter deal for the uh, A's and and Vegas would be sitting there with nothing other than the Raiders, but they want a baseball team. I think a little sneaky uh post is Sacramento has popped up. Really? Mm-hmm. Mm. They got they got the did the basketball team move there? Yes. Warriors moved to Sacramento. Or did they move to San Francisco? Sacramento Kings. Kings are there. But I know uh Warriors moved out. I think they went to San Francisco, not Sacramento. So yeah, Kings would be there. Uh I think there's another team, professional team. So yeah, Sacramento would be good. It's close. Ace fans can still go to Sacramento and watch. There are basketball, is there hockey? I think there's a hockey team. I yeah. think, or unless I'm just thinking like the LA Kings because there's two Kings and I'm like that's way too close. But so Sacramento Kings. Mm-hmm. And then let me all that's there, but yeah, I I don't know what the details are. I don't know if you've read them or not. I thought I'd look them up, but I didn't. I just saw where they just turned down their proposal, which the stadium looks sweet. The stadium looked awesome. Yeah. They're trying to do a smaller stadium where they can pack out every night. It's like, what, 30-something thousand. Um, beautiful stadium. I don't know if they're going to retract the roof or not. I don't think so. But I mean, it's like on the strip. And, I mean, you just get your random Vegas goer. Say, hey, I'm going to go to a game for 20 bucks. Let's go. You know, you has got people yeah. in the city all the time. You can fill a stadium on a random night. That's for sure. But, yeah, I don't know what their deal is there. Or why they can't agree. I don't know who's at fault. Who wants more money or less money? I don't know. We'll see. But I hope they get them. I hope they get them. That, that way the Raiders and A's can kind of stay together. Yeah. In the same city for so long. I mean, it makes sense because now, you know, you've got the Golden Knights. You've got the Raiders. Why not get the A's? Go get a basketball team. You got the four big markets right there in Vegas. Come on. Yeah. So would the A's keep their name or would they rebrand? I mean, you could kind of keep the name A's because it kind of goes in part with Aces, right? Yeah. A on the card. You could rebrand with the A's like that, yeah. That'd be cool. I could see that. Why not? Yeah. Go to go to your trademark, by the way. <laughs> yeah. We'll be seeing you at the USPTO, whatever I said earlier. Trademarking rules committee denied. If commanders can't get commanders, I doubt I doubt the I bet the ace up uh, there's a WNBA team aces, I think. So are they in Vegas? 
I don't know. I don't know. I don't is, know. Is, is that a real real league? <laughs> they, they, <laughs> okay, we're gonna stop there. Um, <laughs> which will bring us to our second baseball feel good story. You got Liam Hendricks story. Liam Hendricks. What a great story. Man, get diagnosed with cancer at the turn of the year, mm-hmm. basically in January. I, I don't know. I think it's five or six months ago. Comes back on Cancer Survivor Night, makes his first start of the year and gets the win. You can't tell me baseball is not poetic. I, I mean, did, did it say what can, kind of cancer he had? Um, man, I have to look it up. But, I mean, White Sox pitcher, you know, January is around reporting day. January, is it January, mm-hmm. February, pitcher catcher's report. Yeah. You know, looking, looking, you did all your off work, off season work. You're looking for the beginning of the year. You know, he's kind of probably in the middle of his, you know, stand or beginning of his career. And you're looking to make a, make a difference on your team and you get, and then you get diagnosed with this. I mean, what, mm-hmm. did you know what kind it was? I did. It's a. Uh... Non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Mm. And apparently, from what I'm looking at, was officially diagnosed with stage four. Yeah. Non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, which is the most dangerous stage of cancer. Yeah. Stage four is bad. Yeah. That and came back and pitched. Wow. Yeah. If that doesn't give you some goosebumps, I don't know what will. And then one right here. Yeah, National Cancer Day and win it, you know, like what a great story. And I think, I mean, I saw bits and pieces on the news or like the ESPN stuff. I feel like they should did a way bigger story on that. Um, get him a 30 for 30 or something, man. That's a, exactly that's an inspirational story for a lot of people. I mean, MLB fans or non-MLB fans, you know, just to give them, give them hope that somebody beat stage four cancer. Because I know a lot of people that don't mm-hmm. win that battle. And I mean, yes, it does help. He's a professional athlete. He's got the best, you know, facilities available to him. Um, but still, I mean, that just that definitely should give hope to a lot of people. And that story needs to be told a lot more than what so it is. He kept wondering why a lymph node on the back of his neck neck kept swelling. He went in for CT scans and all sorts of other stuff. And on December seventh, he got a call that changed his life. It was lymphoma. More tests were needed. The PET scan confirmed it was stage four. This all happened in December. Yeah. And I guess through the middle of April is how long he took for his treatment. And then comes back on Cancer Survivor Day after beating this stage four cancer and gets the win. Wow. Man, that's epic. To come back from stage four cancer in that short a period, December to April. Yeah. That is insane. There's people that fight it for years and he beat it in whatever months that is. That's, that's, oh man, that's good stuff. That's good stuff. And needs to be told a lot more, like I said, and good on him, good on his doctors and the organization. I'm sure the organization was there with him, you know, White Sox and everything to keep him, keep his spot available. And I'm, I misspoke. It wasn't a win. It was a save. He got the save over the Yankees doing wow. a one, two, three, ninth inning for a three, two victory. Still, that's it. A, was that's... his first 
MLB save since beating cancer. Wow. That's still intense, though. Go one, two, three in the ninth, up one run. Mm-hmm. Coming in. That's awesome, man. That is great. Uh, I think that's going to take us in. We're going to go to Bryce and give him an interview. I think we're going to do our finals for hockey talk. Hockey talk, Tennessee. <laughs> we're going to talk about some hockey finals and uh, talk about the Knights and uh, Panthers. Hey, better y'all than me, says, you know, I really don't keep up with NHL. <laughs> All right, welcome back, Bryce. Another episode of High Man. We're down to the finals in NHL. Uh, we can talk about some semis and the finals and go from there. What do we think about the semifinals? How'd that go? Well, as I cast know by now, um, I have a Dallas Stars fan. Um, they got beat by Vegas in six. It was just incredible that they had that comeback after losing Jamie Benn to force it to get to a game six. And in this case, they had to switch the lines back around, um, the lines that were different when Ben was gone. So to me as a coach, I would, even though he's your captain, I would have been beside him for another game and just let those lines that played the last two games that won you games, um, play out hard and see if they can could have forced the game seven. Penalty uh, for Ben to take in that type of game. Uh, what was what he playing hard or just made a mistake or just had a lapse in judgment or what? Well, in his interview after that, he's like, well, he was in the way of me as I was getting up. Yeah. And then you're like, well, it's kind of stupid. Like, why would you cross-check someone in the head? Yeah. Like, when he's already on the ice, mm-hmm. they called it a, they originally called it a cross-check of the head, which was only a four-minute, and then the refs talked it over and ended up being a 10-in-a-game, 10-minute misconduct, and... Two game suspension. Yeah, that's a tough loss. And it was like two minutes into the, into, the, into game four. Yeah. No, tough. sorry, game three. Game three. They did. They did great to back down, send it into a game six. But oh. uh, just could get just could take it behind, and it was tough. They. Had a few bad games, man. It just looked rough. Definitely, it was hard. It's hard to see Andre get pulled um, two more times in that series. Yeah, I mean the guy's usually a wall back there, but the Knights definitely exploited some holes or just their speed or what was it that made them so so they, effective? They were just catching the Stars' defense off guard. That's all. I gotcha. Well, the Knights are in the finals. On the other side, uh, Panthers magic still continuing against the Canes and sweeping them in four. Um, what is it about this Panthers team that keeps them winning the way they were and semi- going through semi- semifinals? If you have to put out um, 
Sergey Bobrovsky, goalie. Um, Matthew Kachuk scored three game-winning goals. Game one in overtime, game two in overtime, and then game four with 0.67 seconds left. And then that, going back to that first game, it was 0.1 second left. 0.17 seconds left in the fourth overtime when um, Kachuk scored. Honestly, I mean, it, it it's a sweep in the books, but if you look at each game, it could have went either way. for Because in that series, the goal differential was only by one. The whole series. Wow. And get swept. That's crazy. That's a tough way to go out for the Canes. So in terms of my in terms of my predictions, I got zero out of zero, which is uh, over two on the semifinals. Yeah, but you did pretty good on the on the first round, that's for sure. Um, I have a few fun facts here with the uh, uh, Panthers. They're the first team in NHL history to enter the Stanley Cup playoffs as lowest seeded team and own multiple 3-0 leads in the best of seven series that same postseason. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, pretty good to be an AC and dominate the way they have playing feeds. And I really feel like um, coming to the the finals, there. I think their magic is definitely ran out. Yeah, going into the finals, they're down 2-0 to the Knights. Um, are they going back to Florida for the game three? Yes, they're going back to Florida for game three. So it'll be in Florida for game three and four, and then back to Vegas for five and seven. Five. Yeah, five and seven. So uh, where do you see uh, – who do you got predicted winning? What game? I honestly would say Vegas in five. Yeah. As a starts, as a starts fan, it would be kind of cool to say, hey, I got knocked out by the Stanley Cup champion. I mean, kind of a consolation prize. I know you, nobody wants to get knocked out, but uh, no. again, Stanley Cup kind of a consolation prize. And I, I really feel like if the Stars can keep the same squad, they can definitely um, rise back up to the occasion um, next season. Speaking of that, they're trying to ensure that. They just uh, signed Alexander Petrovic. Is that pronounced right? Petrovic, I think. To a one-year contract. So that sounds like a good addition. Yeah. Um. Uh, there's one person that I hope that stays is is Domi. Yeah. Cause I feel like he Max Domi definitely kept the team on on edge, like on. Like he was the enforcer. He was digging in the corners a lot. Definitely in that Vegas game or Vegas yeah. series. Well, Vegas definitely did have the uh, experience on their side. I had a post here that said that uh, Stanley Cup winners of each team, uh, Vegas has six players to Panthers, two players. So Vegas has, correct me on all these, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to butcher these. Ivan for Boston. He won it with, with St. Louis in 2019. Uh, Alex Pet- Petrangelo. He won it with St. Louis in 2019 also. 
Uh, Chandler Stevenson won it with Washington in 2018. Uh, Phil Kessel won it with Pittsburgh in 2016-17. Alec Mar- Martinez won it with uh, the Kings in 2012 and And Jonathan Quick was with the Kings in uh, 2012 and 14 to where just the Florida Panthers has Carter Verhege with Tampa Bay Lightning in 2020 and then Eric Stahl with Carolina in 2006. So you got a lot of experience there for the night squad that's been done that in the Stanley Cup finals. And then speaking of goalies, you have Aiden Hill, who's been phenomenal. Mm-hmm. How about some of that refs call over the last uh, few games? I saw where there was a post where uh, they showed where Aiden Hill slash said uh, not a where they some guy into the uh, – to the net, Aiden flashed a player, and then some guy hits a plastic rat to the <laughs> to the bench and gets called for misconduct. What do you What do you think about the referee calling in uh, this in this series? That's all about having having plays. Um, definitely um, understanding that the penalty wasn't called. Um, you don't do what you did and. What he did was wrong, and that makes sense as to why he got the penalty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. So we got, we got Knights and five, you're calling it, right? So when they go back to Vegas for game, uh, would it be? Five. Yeah, five. You're thinking they're going to take it there in Vegas? I, I, I feel like Florida can at least win, well, at least win one. Well, Vegas has been a threat ever since uh, – they were formed back in what was it, 2017, 16? 2000. They've only been a team for three, three years. Was it three years ago? Uh, it's like they've been in the playoffs and close to Stanley Cup almost, almost every year throughout their history so far. I know they made a, a Stanley Cup run their first year, lost, uh, but they've they've been right there and finally putting it. To- all their key players. I think that they, they definitely got a shot at taking this home for the first, uh, organization Stanley Cup win. It's going to be good for a, for a uh, uh, expansion team, too. True. Where you got an expansion Where do you think they, they should add a team? No, no. I'm saying Vegas was an expansion team. Oh, okay. Gotcha. It was an expansion team. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, Vegas has done really good for itself, bringing in the uh, Oakland Raiders and and trying to get Oakland A's in. And now they have the Knights, been there for a while, probably the oldest professional team there. So Vegas is doing pretty good for themselves, bringing in good quality hockey and and fans to that area for sure. So good on them, and and excited to see them get the first one. Hope yeah, that that about wraps it up. We only got the Cup Finals to talk about. We don't have a as many rounds or teams to, to talk on or harp well, on. I wanted to thank you so much for letting me um, be involved in this, in your, in your podcast. You're welcome, brother. We'll definitely have you soon. Enjoy your intake and your insight on uh, hockey. Definitely. Uh, pronouncing, pronunciation. I can't even pronounce that word. Appreciate that. And that definitely helps us out because neither one of us knew anything about learning i'm learning more hockey but we don't know too much so we're glad to have you and is it is it kind of like 
how your sister thought how um, a puck off drop for the puck off and yeah. the ice mower was the ammonia? The ice mower. Called the ammonia and ice mower and then uh, the jump, a tip off and uh, no, so it should have been a puck off instead of a, a face off. A tip off, a kick off. Kick off, tip off. It should be a puck off. And so I mean, her- I mean, to me, it, it, it makes sense. Like, it's the same it thing. It but we got great after she watched a few Dallas Stars, and we got her, got her into it. So <laughs> I think we're all learning a lot more being around you about hockey. So we appreciate you. Well, thank you so much. You're welcome, brother. Thanks again for coming on and talking hockey with us. I can't wait to start uh, a little bit again next season. Sounds good, brother. Love you, man. Love you, too. Take care. And I think we're going to wrap up with uh, this episode with some college baseball super regionals. Uh, We're going to try to do some predictions. Uh, And then we got some college world women's world series. That's in this finals Uh, with we'll we'll start with super regionals. Uh, We have Wake Forest, who's number one seed overall facing Bama and Wake Forest is hosting. I mean, they just been, they've been floating around that top five all year. And then finally LSU fell off and some other teams fell off and they just kept marching on Uh, the demon Deacons, man, they're hosting who you got in that one. Wake Forest. I mean, you got to. You got to. Baseball's weird. Anything can happen. I mean, when we were at Louisville, we we took down number two Vanderbilt in 2013, and we are at Vanderbilt. And earlier that year, they absolutely waxed us. I think it was like 14 to 6 or something like that. And it was just like we're going to Vandy, playing number two team on the team – or two, number two team in the nation. They haven't lost back-to-back games all year, all year long. And it's like – why not? You know, I'm wearing the shirt now. Suck it, Vandy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they had a sniff. We're facing Bueller. You know, Swanson was on the team. I think it was hurt at the time. Uh, there was like a few other studs on that team. But, you know, we just went down there and did our thing and ended up going a little serious. So anything can happen, you know. But I just think Wake Forest is too strong there. I'll, I'll definitely go with them. Uh, Stanford, Texas. It is in Stanford. Uh, Stanford's had a lot of comeback wins lately in the last couple years. You got the Longhorns, huh? Hey, got to, man. Home in state, we got to go with them. Yeah. For how much I hate Texas, though, I, I root for them because they're Big 12. And uh, I just think Stanford snuck by with AM. Was it AM they beat? Yeah. Yep. AM. Uh, I, I just think, I mean, Texas playing some good ball. So you got Texas, Stanford, Texas. So next one that brings us into LSU, Kentucky. So two SEC teams. They've probably seen each other quite a bit through this year. Uh, it's at LSU, which is always a tough place to play. Yeah. But Coastal Carolina came in and uh, took them down. And I think it was a regional a couple years ago when Coastal Carolina made their run and won it all back in 2000-something. Uh, so, I mean, it can be done. LSU has played great ball through the year, but they've kind of slumped off there towards the end. I think picked it back up in the conference, SEC conference play. Uh, who you got there? I'm going to take LSU. I think they got their wake-up call. 
you know, when they kind of started slipping from the graces of that number one spot. Yeah. But um, I think they're going to kind of right the ship and, you know, no, maybe all the puns intended, but I think that eye of the tiger will come back to them. And, uh... <laughs> dangerous place to play, man. It's, it's, the crowd's going to be there. And I just absolutely hate UK and we're rude against anybody that's playing UK. So <laughs> I'm going to go with LSU. I just can't stand UK. And uh, yeah, that's, that's the only reason. That's mm -hmm. the, the only reason just because I can't stand UK or any fans of theirs. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, no cards. <laughs> uh That'll bring us to the fourth side. So same side of the bracket. These all these four teams that we're picking will win will end up meeting in the World Series. You got Southern Miss and Tennessee. Southern Miss has been on the brink of breaking out several years, making it to the World Series and just can't make it. Can't do that step. Do you think they do it this year? Man, I've played in Hattiesburg. Yeah. It's a weird place to play. I mean, last year Ole Miss played there for a regional and came out of there, and then Ole, Ole Miss ended up winning the whole thing. So, I mean, it's, it's, if it's still the same place, it's surrounded by trees, air can be stagnant, it gets humid. I don't know. I, I, I dislike Tennessee's antics. That, that chaps me, though, especially their coach. Their coach is the one that. He sets the tone. He sets the yeah. tone. Sure, they definitely feed off him. I think Tennessee will win, but I'm going for Southern Miss. Okay, I will. I'll go with Tennessee. I just think they're playing some great ball. They got some great players, and I just feel like they're just too too good for Southern Miss. Even though I want to root for Southern Miss, I'll, I'll go with Tennessee on that one. Okay. So let's get to the other side of the bracket. Uh, you got South Carolina versus Florida. Florida is hosting. So another SEC matchup. Um, Florida looked good in SEC conference. Uh, they look good in regionals. They do rely on the long ball, though. And um, South Carolina can – I mean, South Carolina's also long ball, right? They had one of the most home runs in the, in the NCAAs. So, I mean, that's going to be an absolute slugfest. So who do you think is going to score more? <laughs> pretty I'm, much. I'm, I'm kind of torn on this one. I, I think Florida will win it, but because one of my buddies I played in the Pirates with, you know, former World Series MVP uh, Steve Pierce mm -hmm. with the Red Sox. Shout out Steve Pierce. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Well, <laughs> goofy guy, great guy, great ball player. I got to pull for South Carolina. Yeah. Got to do it. Okay. Um. But like I, I said, I think Florida will, will take it. I'll just root for Florida. I think they got some some big old heavy hitters. I mean, both sides got some donkeys. Uh, I just think that it's going to come to home field advantage, which is huge, which we'll get into later. Um, I just think I think Florida's going to win it. I think South Carolina. I mean, I'm trying to think how they played in SEC conference. I don't think they did too hot. So I'll just stick with the hot Florida team. Yeah. I'll bring us to the sixth matchup, uh, Duke versus Virginia. I don't know if you ever watched that. They had a special on ESPN. It was like Team 840 or something, talking about the Virginia run when they won it all in 2015. Yeah. Something like that against uh, Gandy. Uh, they had so many guys hurt. Like, they, they went and got their rec league ball and brought two players off the rec league ball onto their team. They had so many injuries and then ended up just 
being tough and winning it all. So watching their coach and how he coached on that, on that little segment, whatever, uh, seems like a great dude, seems like a great leader. Uh, but Duke's been hot lately. Duke's been hot in the last couple of years. So you got Duke versus Virginia at Virginia. What you thinking? Virginia. No rhyme or reason. No, yeah. Just because I don't like like the, the Duke Fairweather fans, they show up and they're doing good. Then they're like, oh, screw Duke, whatever. We got basketball. Oh, yeah. Oh, what do you do? Yeah. That sounds like another blue and white team that I just yeah. on earlier today. Um, not naming any names, UK. Uh, but, yeah, uh, Virginia's tough. Duke's good. I, I honestly haven't watched either one to be able to tell a difference. Uh, I'll go Duke just because you're going Virginia. <laughs> Just because. Just because. I hope you're writing these down. <laughs> no, I'll try to remember them afterwards and we'll call you out. But usually we've done the back and forth and I'm not the best at it. We've done the week one NFL and it was like I was like three and 12 and we're just going to go with it. So, yeah, you're good. All right. Here's a couple of the last uh, big Cinderella stories. Uh, you got ORU, Oral Roberts University, my dad's own alma mater. Shout out ORU. Versus Oregon, but they're in Eugene. And so. I've always said Oral Roberts is like Dallas Baptist. Yes. Hear me I, out on this one because they're the players that were snubbed by some of the bigger universities. They went there, so they're playing with a chip on the shoulder. Yes. And when I was at TCU and Oklahoma State, I hated playing DBU and ORU. Yes. Because they always had a chip on their shoulder against you. Why didn't y'all take me instead? And that was some of the grittiest ball games to play. Yeah. Because they came out ready to play. If you took them lightly, they're going to put it on you. And it, just for that and the type of ball players that they can get and the type of ball that they play, I, I'm going to go Oral Roberts. I'm with you. I like Oral Roberts. I mean, their regular season, what were they, like 43 and 8, 43 and 12 or something like that? They're playing. 49 and 11 overall right now. Excuse me, 49 and 11. I mean, that's good no matter where you're at. I think we ended up 52 and 14 after World Series loss, two losses, something like that. But we went on like a 18, 20 something game win streak. I mean, you're winning games out the wazoo. You're going like 10 wins, one loss, 10 wins, one, you know, you're putting on some streaks there or. 15 wins, one loss, you know, you're putting on some streaks. So that's just doing that in any level or division or conference in NCAA baseball, especially yeah. baseball. Baseball is, it's anybody's game, no matter, no matter who's on that. It just depends who's on that bump and how yeah. they're throwing, you know, it could change the whole game, but the way they handled Stillwater and everybody else in that, that regional, man. Let, let's not talk about that one. I know. I'm sorry to bring that up. Whoever they played, in that regional, we won't name any names. Uh, they just they look good. Uh, I hope <laughs> I hope they go in and beat Oregon in two games. You know, just yeah. take it, take take it in two, come back home. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, rooting for them. Dad's alma mater. Always been partial to them. They're forty minutes from me where I used to live, and probably one of the closest universities to me. So yeah, I'll go with the Oral Roberts Golden Eagles. Putting those praying hands to use. Yes, put those praying hands to use. <laughs> um, which will bring us to our last one, another Cinderella story. Indiana State and TCU, which this is a weird situation here. Yep. Um, Indiana State is the higher seed. They got the national ranking. They were ho hosting a regional, but they were the higher ranking seed. 
TCU comes in as a was it a three seed in the Arkansas regional? Two or three? Yeah, I think so. I want to say there was Santa Clara, Arkansas, TCU. Who was that four team? I cannot think of it. Keep talking. But while you're looking that up, I'm going to explain to everybody that Indiana State's supposed to be hosting, but they're having it in Fort Worth at TCU, but Indiana State's going to be the home team. So they'll get first and third game home. Second game's going to be away, but they're playing at TCU. Yes. Reason being that the school didn't find it that they were significant, sufficient enough with lodging to cover what the NCAA qualified as enough lodging uh, because I think they're hosting a Special Olympics there on campus. So all the people coming in for that is taking up all the hotel stuff. So they didn't think they'd have enough for that event and the TCU event, which I was just like, man, you don't get to go to super regionals. Sometimes. I feel like I'd bring in stuff. Like yeah. <laughs> you see me bringing in lodging or stuff like that, somehow finding a way to have enough to host a super, because that's huge. Home field advantage is huge. Oh, for sure. There, there's those random teams that go somewhere and win, i.e. us. Us in 2013, we went to Vandy and won. That's rare, though. I think the odds are like 30-70 on an away team winning or something like that. But it's 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 hard, especially when you're going into a top-ranked seed, national seeds place. I'd much rather play TCU at home than at their place, no matter what the home away is on the scoreboard. That don't matter. It's the environment. It's not who's home or who's who gets the last bet. It's what's going on around you. And TCU's got a huge field. they got a huge fan base. And they're going to show up, that's for sure. Arizona was that fourth team. Arizona. I was talking about the Fayetteville regional. I said, that regional sucks. And there was a couple other ones. I think it might have been. uh, Lake Forest had a cakewalk of the. Yes, yes. I saw, I think South Carolina's one sucked. Uh, Whoever Tennessee was in, they came out. They weren't weren't national seed. Their regional sucked. I don't know. They're playing Clemson. Yep. And two other good teams. Yep. Uh, so yeah, there's about four tough regionals I was looking at, and I said, you don't know if a one seed or a four seed is going to come out of that. <laughs> and, I mean, Indiana State won their regional. I can't remember who was in theirs, but they did what they needed to to win out, get to their first – I think it's their first Super Regional. And uh, get to your first Super Regional, and you got to go to on the road when you have home field advantage. It's yeah. And that's tough. It, it sucks, but it happens. Think about whoever scheduled that didn't believe in their baseball team at all. It's like, oh, we'll schedule it here. Oh, that's during Super Regionals? Okay, yeah, we're still going to schedule it, you know. So mm-hmm. I, that's tough. That's tough. That's a tough – because I think TCU is going to take it now. I mean, not saying that TCU wasn't going to take it on the road, which they probably wouldn't the way they're playing. They spanked Arkansas twice bad. Yeah. But, I mean, you still had that home field advantage. You never know what can happen. But I, I'm, I think TCU is going to take them in two. I don't think it's going to make it to a third game. Yeah. Um, now that a certain someone is is gone from TCU, I can go back to chair and pull them. <laughs> I do like kind of the story of the no name and you know coming out of nowhere and getting to this point. Well, I'd love to see Indiana State make it to the College World Series and just go on some sort of run, win a game or two there, just to say you know, hey, it's just. This new nobody came in and surprised the NCAA. Yeah, I would love that. 
Yes. But the pride of Fort Worth, not to pick TCU, especially in the situation that it is. Yeah. We still got ORU, though. We got them going. So. Oh, yeah, exactly. We'll cover, we'll cover with that Cinderella story yeah. and, and then you stay at home. Yeah. I think they said – I don't know if it was four seed or three seed. The last four seed to make the World Series yeah. was uh, Fresno – back in 2000, whatever, when they beat Georgia and end up winning the whole thing. So they're talking about the odds of being a one and four seed. Four seeds make it like point or 1.8% of the time, you know, and the percentage goes up more as a one seed. And um, I'm sure it's even lower with super regionals and then even lower. And so, I mean, I think Fresno was the last team to show out to be a last Cinderella big time story, maybe Coastal Carolina but they're probably a three seed or something in their regional. Yeah. But, I mean, it's oh. a line. I mean, I'm not saying, or you can't make a run. They can. But. The Terra Hout regional was Iowa, North Carolina, Indiana State, and Wright State. I mean, you got to put North Carolina out, which is a tough team. Yeah. So, I mean, they, they deserved it. They, they, who knows? Super regional baseball, man. It's anybody's bet. It's it's it is. part of the year. It is. Yeah. So yeah, we'll see who ends up in the World Series. Only eight teams go. Best of three series. We'll find out by Sunday who's going where. That'll bring us to our last topic. Talk about World Series. Women's College World Series. They finally got to their finals. Oh. And it is OU versus Florida State. It's a rematch of the 2019, 18, five, somewhere in there. They're doing a rematch where they played each other a few years ago. Yeah, uh, can, uh, my, my girls, they, they made the World Series on that one. So, I mean, Paul's right in the world. Who did? Oklahoma State girls. Oh, yeah. I was, man, I was hoping since they were finally on opposite sides of the bracket, yeah. you would put them on the same side of the bracket. I was hoping OUOSU would meet in the championship. I was like, that would be beautiful yeah. playing in Oklahoma City. They're both about the same distance from Oklahoma City, mm-hmm. an hour north, one's about an hour south, you know. Can you imagine the ticket prices? How many people would be there? Yeah. The traffic on 35. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't want to be there unless I got a free ticket. My sister works there. I'd been like, hey, hook me up. Then I'd go. If I had to pay for it, no, nah, I'm not going. I, I don't know if I'd want to deal with that madness trying to get there, though. No, I hate huge crowds and dealing with people, and I wouldn't. Definitely not want to be there for sure, but I'm hoping OU takes it too. They've been tinkering with losing that 51 game win streak, which we talked about earlier. They've been tinkering with losing that lately, and I don't know if I almost wanted to see them lose against Stanford. That way, they're like get that kind of taste of blood in their mouth, where they're like, okay, we can lose, you know, let's get back at it. I think they did that uh, last year, two years ago, when James Madison beat them game one, and they were like, oh. Heck no, this isn't happening. It came through and just swept everybody. So I don't know if losing it a little bit earlier in the World Series would have helped them or if they're just going to ride this out and go 53 straight games in a row. I mean, we'll see. I, I think I think they're going to probably take it. I think they're going to take it too. I don't think Stanford was probably the closest one to be able to beat them with that freshman pitcher. She was throwing some cheddar yeah. 72 miles an hour from down low, and I think that's equivalent to like upper 90s from 60 feet, 6 inches like upper 90s from 40 feet equivalent. Mm. But I just think OU's too strong, man. I think they're just – they got good pitch and they got good hitting. They're sitting at a 368 season average, Yeah, 60 games. 
575 hits, 462 RBIs, 115 home runs with a 989 fielding percentage. Uh, like you said, 51-game hit streak. Hasn't lost since February 19th to Baylor. February 19th. You haven't tasted what a loss was since February. We're now in June. That's ridiculous. I, I remember when we went on our our win streak, it was like two weeks. I was like, this is awesome. Like three weeks, two, three weeks. I couldn't imagine for four months, you know, never losing. So and, you, you want the equivalent speed? Yeah, I was here. 72 is equivalent to 101. There you go. I knew it was crazy. Yeah. Hey, once you get up in the upper 90s, so 100, it all looks, all looks the same. It's a blur. Yeah, it's all blur and just, you know, you're like, just sounds like a, like you just lit a firecracker almost. I think, I think the biggest difference was after 95. So anything like 95 lower, 95, 93 was different. 93, 90 was easier. Over 95, it was just like, man, this is a different animal. This is, this is definitely a different breed because we we had a closer, uh, Nick Birdie, who threw 101, you know, maybe touched 102, but he's constantly sitting around 98, 100, 98, 100. And once he decided, he figured out he had a change up, that was when it was over. I was like, I can hit your fastball all day. I can hit that straight 101 all day. <laughs> Not all day. I'm, I'm bragging a little bit. Um, but once he got that secondary third pitch, man, it was just like, this is impossible. So, well, it's like the old baseball saying, I'd rather see 95 plus straight than 88 to 92 doing this. Who was May? May threw his 98 mile an hour sinker with 16 inch run or something mm -hmm. like that. No wonder pitchers are getting injured because <laughs> they're throwing 98. Well, you know, it's ridiculous. I read something on baseballs and, and, you know, the aerodynamics and everything else. Once you get above a certain velocity, they said at that distance, it's almost impossible for a ball to move that much. Yeah. So, so yeah, a little bit of that. Going. Yeah. You know, it's like, okay, yeah, they're still using stuff. Is it? But don't they check them every inning after every inning still? They do. There's been a couple guys get busted, about four guys, Did three of them on fire. <laughs> you see Otani after one of his at bats, he got pine tar in his hand, so he showed the home plate umpire. Oh yeah. He goes, hey, I got pine tar right here. Just let you know, I got pine tar. He like went in there, tried to rub it off, and said he was good. But he's he's probably the only one that could be okay with that. Like everybody back, like, you're fine. You're fine. Yeah. Yeah. But um, OU is looking for their sixth World Series title since 2013. Wow. Uh, so it's not even 10 years because one year they took off with COVID year, so yeah. sixth in nine years. So we're talking about one of the better dynasties in any sport. You know, you can put them up there with the UConn women, the Warriors, you know, or any other uh, team that's that's had a run, the Patriots in the last 10, 12, 15 years, you know. Yep. You can put them with any team like that, I think, just with the way they keep reloading, reloading, reloading every year. Patty Gasso has been just a great coach with recruiting. I know it's transfer you probably, but, hey, you got to start winning somewhere, and then you just draw people in. It's just automatic after that. But – yeah, I'm rooting for OU. Two games, hopefully. Hopefully they don't give me a scare like they did in regionals and super regionals. and Actually, just super regionals and World Series. There's a couple of close calls. That Stanford game was awesome. They went to nine innings and ended up just out last one. I knew once Stanford let them pass seven or eight, it was like you can't you can't go toe for toe with them. You can't take advantage, you know, and get them. So we'll see. 
Just for the type of person I am, I'd love to see it go three games. No, I don't. I don't even want to see it go three games. I just want to see them Florida State two games, send them back to the warm sunshine state, and just let them just enjoy their summer down there on the beach or something. Just and every player from OU can go to their states since they don't yeah. live. There. I think there's like two players, one from Wasso and one from somewhere else. But uh, yeah, but I don't know. We'll see a lot of stuff coming up. A lot more episodes. Uh, we got special guests coming in maybe for the next episode or the episode after that. Uh, I think it'll be pretty exciting. He's going to let me know his schedule. Mr. Well, we'll go ahead and let people in on the secret. Mr. Jeff Fry. All right. Oh, he, he's agreed to come on with us. Um, so I'm trying to work out some schedule things with him. And, you know, obviously our schedules are on the same shift. It'll be a little easier. But yeah. um, I think we'll have a real treat whenever we get to uh, get to talk to him and some of the stuff we're going to talk to him about and kind of, you know, hey, man, what, what was it like with your first A-B in the big leagues when you got called up to, you know, and stuff like that, to the stuff he's doing these days and battling these hitting gurus and, you know, shedding light on all that. But, hey, he's a great dude. He's going to, you know, probably have a lot to talk about, but it's going to be fun. So if you guys love MLB, we're going to be talking mainly baseball next episode. So be in tune for whatever episode we get him on. It could be uh, 10 or 11. We'll see. Uh, but, yeah, it should be a very interesting one. I'm excited to have him on. Excited to talk to him. And yeah. just the, the insider of the MLB life, man, what he's gone through and his hitting, his hitting style, hitting information, everything. I'm looking forward to picking his brain. Oh, for sure. And, and maybe it'll be around the time that the – the College World Series will be set, and we can kind of play a little, hey, who you got? Yeah. We'll quiz him and then make fun of him when he's wrong. So that's, <laughs> I mean, uh, Anybody could do it to mine if they listen to any old episode. They'll be like, yeah, you're wrong. Like, I don't care. <laughs> and? Yeah, and? What's it to you? But, yeah, well, that's a, that wraps up another episode, episode nine, High Heat. Uh, like I said, if you haven't checked us out, we got social media. We got TikTok. We got Instagram. Uh, we got an email. Um, try to have it all put up on the Spotify page and stuff. And if not, just spread the word, spread the news. Follow us, like us, rate us, share us with friends and family. Man, we try to keep it relaxed, try to keep it cool, and just let you in on the latest sports information, man. Just try to pass it on what we learn and try to write down a bunch of stats back so you can share with your buddies and be the cool guy in the room, yeah. you know, and know so all these Start seeing how the special guest goes, you know, start getting some more on it, really liven things up. Oh, yeah. Would love to have – I love all the guests on here. So, looking forward to it, man. Absolutely. Hey, yeah, you at work tomorrow? Yes. Be safe out there, man. Man, we had a huge one yesterday. I was working in, uh, back-to-back, and we burnt – it was a factory, and, man, it was a paper factory, so that doesn't help. Oh. And we're, like, second in. As soon as we get in there, man, it, like, flashed over – I was like, it's right there. And he goes, where? And I, as soon as I pointed, it went, Phew. we're like, let's go get a line. <laughs> yeah, they were trying to locate it, man. And it was, we ended up having like six or seven trucks there, two or three ladders. And I mean, this fact, if it got to the next room, they had their papers all stored over there, like those big old rolls that you see at schools, you know, they pull out and put on top of tables. Mm-hmm. They had rolls and rolls of that next room. And luckily it was all closed off. And uh, man, it was it was exciting. I mean, I hate to see people's property burn, but I mean, it was, it was definitely a good one. One of the bigger ones we've had recently. 
and I'm just glad we were able to help and knock it out instead of the whole building going up because it could have been bad and everybody got out of the building. So it was a win-win for the city and the, the department and just glad we could help and yeah, be safe out there tomorrow too. Oh yeah. Well, oh, yeah, it'd be riding the seat or driving. We'll see which one happens. Hey, whatever makes you more money, do that one. <laughs> Hopefully riding the seat. <laughs> there you go. All you gotta do is just be a keyboard warrior and just type in, you know, and uh-huh. tell other people what to do. So that's fun. Getting that, uh, that, that first on fire vibes and giving the size up. Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. Captain Ford. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a little bit for Captain. There you go. We'll be safe and uh, we'll get to another episode soon. Hopefully have this one edited and out and and hopefully you guys enjoyed. So if you're, if you're joining us and they had enjoyed this episode, like I said, go rate us and share us with friends and family, man. Take care, brother. You too, Catch man. Back. Always good talking. <laughs> What'd you say? <laughs> you too, man. Always good talking.